Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you uh, big book study. My name is Larry Kay and I'm a recovered compulsive reader. Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023. Today we're reading from the big book. We're currently on page 95. Uh, the third paragraph, it begins, if he's sincerely interested, it ends with the desire must come from within. We're just going to read one paragraph. Today's readers, we have Carolyn S.H. on the 12 steps. Danny P. on the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text this morning are Kathy S., Nancy P., and Susan S. H. Let me give you some share IDs. We have uh, the share ID for yesterday, Sunday, July 23rd. That number is 20,466. That's 20466. The share IDs for Friday, July 21st, the 7 a.m. meeting, that number is 20,463-20463. The 10 a.m. meeting, <clears throat> the number is 20,464-20464. The OA preamble, <clears throat> Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. <clears throat> we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Carolyn S.H. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Vision. This is Carolyn S.H., a recovering Compulsive Overeater, Massachusetts, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare. Whoops, where am I? I'm sorry, guys, I'm in the wrong. Bear with me, that's not the first step. All right, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. In step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me, sir. You bet. Thanks, Carolyn. Okay, I'll ask um, Danny P. Uh, to be kind enough to read the 12 traditions. Danny, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, Vision. This is Danny P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God in Brazil. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such have never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name has never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thanks, Danny. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers, it's six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. 
and we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press uh, star one, of course, to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study. We're, we're in the big book. We're in the chapter working with others. We are on page 95, the third paragraph. It begins, if he's sincerely interested, it ends with the desire must come from within. And I'll now ask Kathy S. to get us started. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Larry. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. If he is sincerely interested and wants to see you again, ask him to read this book in the interval. After doing that, he must decide for himself whether he wants to go on. He should not be pushed or prodded by you, his wife, or his friends. If he is to find God, the desire must come from within. Um, this paragraph, <laughs> what a gem. In um, Again, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in over the past few pages, the tradition of, of uh, you know, of attraction versus promotion, the idea of not forcing anyone to do anything, so critical. And, and this really is um, the simplicity of it. It's an excellent, for the sponsee, an excellent opportunity to practice the spiritual life. You know, we have to be humble enough and not play director, not force, control, or make more of this than what it needs to. I mean, this is asking the sponsee to, hey, you know what, read this book. If you relate, if you, you have to decide for yourself. As a sponsor, I can't determine this for anybody. I can't give them the willingness. I, I can't make them do anything, really. It, and that's why this book is so, so key about suggesting. Um, but there are musts in here. And in this one paragraph, two of them. And, and the responsibility, I, I really, and I've said this before, it falls on the sponsee. Um, as a sponsee myself, I had to decide for myself that I was a real compulsive overeater and I was willing to finally work these steps to the best of my ability. Um, nobody else could, could do that for me. And only until I accepted my powerlessness, this true step one, and really saw my life as unmanageable, especially by me, then I am willing to, to work the steps of, towards recovery. And, and I love, too, the simplicity of this paragraph that it doesn't say if he wants to stop drinking, if she wants to stop eating. It's if they want to find God, the solution. So clear cut. The desire must come from within. The belief that God is is the answer, um, and and it is an inside job. This this whole thing is an inside job. It's nothing that comes from outside. And still, anything in my life, it, it comes from within. I ask God in the very beginning as a sponsee to set aside all my beliefs, set aside everything I think I know about these steps, about myself, and about God for an open mind and a new experience. And it was a game changer. And in all honesty, this time, this most recent time through, which again was just three years ago, um, it, it was a flow. It was a real process of flow. There was no forcing on my part as a sponsee because I had given up the fight. It was done. And, um, and God removed the obsession and life really began. 
And I'm just so grateful for this program, this fellowship, and for this meeting. Thanks be to God. Um, hope you all have a great day. And with that, I pass. Uh, thanks, Carolyn, for getting us started. Carolyn read from page 95, if you just came on, the third paragraph on page 95. So although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others may uh, jump in as well. So if you'd like to share, press star one. Who'd like to share? Christina J. Christina. Kelly S. Kelly. <clears throat> Darian K. Darian. Barbara Wynn. Was that Barbara? Yes, W. Okay, okay, great. Thanks, Barbara. Anybody else? <clears throat> okay, I heard Christina, Kelly, Darian, and Barbara. So let's get the first round started. We'll start with Christina, followed by Kelly. Good morning, Christina. Morning, Larry. Morning, everyone. Christina J. from North Carolina. And that last line just really, really touched me this morning. The willingness must come from within. And in these last round of relapses, I wanted it. I wanted recovery. I'd had recovery. recovery. I'd tasted neutrality. I had a great connection with God. And over a period of three years, mostly the last year during the big move, I lost it. And that was the most painful thing, is losing that connection to God. I could not connect to save my life. Oh, so the food was a step up, as one of our beloved members says, and several say. And over these series of relapses, the pain had to get deeper and deeper and deeper. Is there any bottom to the pain? I don't know. I just know that the pain got so bad for me, emotional, spiritual, and physical, mostly spiritual because I could I could not connect. I didn't know what to do. The food had me in my brain, my body, my soul. I was spinning out, you know? So, you know, as a sponsee thinking about this paragraph, you know, I went through several sponsors during this time. They couldn't help me. The desire had to come from within, even though I told them I'd do anything. The desire had to come from within and I had to keep calling them and saying, I picked up, I picked up again. And I had such gentle people that would just hang with me during this time. No one scolded me or told me to get off the bus or go find another sponsor, you know. And the pain finally beat me, as it says in the book, to a state of unreasonableness, to a state of reasonableness where I had to pick up. And it's so painful to realize you're so far out and you have to come, you know, you have to step one time, one step at a time towards recovery. I was like, oh, you know, I have such a long ways to go. But you know what? Starts with the first step. First step towards that step one. I'm powerless over this crap. My life is unmanageable. I can't live this way. Can't live this way. And we each have to come to it by ourselves. And as we come to that, the grace of God starts raining down through the efforts we make to give back. So if you're out there and you're struggling to relapse, Keep trying. You know, I don't want to say the pain's going to bring you in, but it had to bring me in. And I, it's, it's horrific. It's horrific pain to be out there. And just so to come back and have someone take your hand, that's the gift of God taking your hand to help you through this. So 
willingness must come from within, must come from, for me, the pain of suffering. And I finally became really willing this time. And I'm connecting back to God, and it's a miracle. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Christina. Okay, next up we have Kelly, followed by Darian. Kelly, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks, Larry, for your service. This is Kelly EYS, uh, Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, thanks for the lead, Kathy. That was beautiful. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful I got to share on this paragraph. And it says in here, as the other two have shared, must decide for himself. He must not be pushed. I have to remember this all the time, for, well, yeah, for my own experience and as I work with other people because you know, it's so, I can be so codependent, right? And I just want this for them so bad. And I'm so grateful this literature has all these instructions and tells us I can't make somebody want that. You know, I can't give them willingness. And, you know, if they want to do it, they have to do it. It's not, you know, I can't be the program police, the recovery police, the God police, whatever. You know, I've told you guys that before. I get in that director's chair. Here it is again. Kelly, get out of my chair, right? Because there I go again you know, worried about them if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I love this paragraph because I'm, I'm struggling with the sponsee right now. And I, and I feel like this is God reminding me, you know, you got to let go. And, you know, I was reading step three in the AA 12 and 12. And there's a whole page in there. I love so much on page 40, but it talks about um, when he acquires willingness, he is the only one who can make the decision to exert himself. You know, I can't give someone willingness. I can't give them desire. All I can be here is to guide them and lead the way. And Kathy focused on something I really, really, so that part about if he is to find God. So I was reading this paragraph this weekend, you know, I like to read it ahead of time. And I was like reading it. And this is really, if he is to find God. Wait, what? When did they put that in there? Because, I mean, this we're talking to a newcomer, right? Aren't they just here to get sober? Well, not here just to get absent and lose weight. You know, but that's the solution. It is. This is the solution. And it talks about so many times in this chapter when we're talking with newcomers to speak about the spiritual stuff freely, to let them know this is, the, this is what the solution is. This was the solution I didn't get for decades, you know, that, that somebody else wasn't willing to speak to me about. I wasn't willing to do that with others. I don't want to freak them out. I don't want to freak them out about this God thing or this higher power thing, right? I don't want them to think it was religious. But I didn't speak freely of it. It makes it clear here. We need to speak freely about it. This is a new person who hasn't even begun to start or even said they will start if they're to find God, the solution, right? They just need to know. I needed to know. I did not know. I'm putting down the food to work the steps to get to the solution, which is this higher power, whatever that God is for you. Don't let that word scare you, right? But this desire to do the work, you know, as it says, it has to come from within, only I can make this. Only my sponsee can do this. But this is how we find God. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Larry. Oh, thanks, Kelly. Okay, next up, again, 90, page 95, third paragraph. Next up is Darian, followed by Barbara. Good morning, Darian. Oh, good morning, Larry. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. You sound great. Good. Oh, perfect. Good. All right. So I am Darian Kay. I'm the Berkshires in Massachusetts. So I'm gratefully recovered for today. and so grateful to be on the line. Uh, with all of you this morning, uh, just so, so grateful for this meeting and 11 years of just a gift in my life. Um, I, you know, I had to think about this 
um, you know, in regard to like the newcomer and also the person in relapse. You know, I spoke to someone in relapse. And, um, you know, it's so hard. It's so hard to like have had some freedom and then lose it and not know how to get it back. It just seems so elusive and just so impossible. Um, You know, and I spoke to somebody um, just the other day about, you know, um, finding God in nature, finding God in uh, the beauty, the colors of the world, and just um, or believing that I believe, you know, and just acting as if. I mean, those are such old things that I heard early on, but I just didn't understand the whole God thing in the beginning. So, but in my heart now, I know, I know for sure um, that it, it that is all God inspired, and that I've been in this program for as long as I have because of my higher power in this program and people speaking, uh, you know, God's message, um, you know, and you know, I, you know, I'm a follower. I like to follow the rules, <laughs> um, but sadly and, and oddly, I didn't want to do that when it came to like diets and food plans. I just felt like desperation, not desperation, but like um, uh, deprivation is what the word is I'm thinking of. And and I just didn't want to, um, I didn't want to do it. It just felt too uncomfortable. I hate being uncomfortable. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate to sweat. I hate, I hate being uncomfortable. And, um, and, and you know, um, but I have to remember, I have to remember that this is, um, this is, what I need to I need to carry the message, carry it, place it in somebody's you know hands or or at their feet for inspection, whatever, and and then let it go and let it go. Right? We plant those seeds, and sometimes they they will grow and bloom into something beautiful, and other times a bunny will come and eat it, <laughs> or um, you know maybe we planted it upside down, or we don't have the greatest soil, we never watered it, whatever, and so it is, it's, it's not up to us whether this, um, this person, um, you know, blooms and thrives in this program. Um, it is really up to God. And we just have to step back and know that we have done our part, that that's our part to carry that message because we want to keep what we have and then move on to somebody else that we can help. Um, and so many people, too, come back, right, and they say, you know what? Uh, you were right, or, you know, I, I just needed to do a little more pain. Um, you know, I didn't think it would get this bad. Um, you know, that is, those are the lessons that we, that we learn along the way uh, because we're human beings and um, somehow we don't always learn the first time um, what pain, you know, is and how, and how much it's a motivator. Um, so, yeah, I'm just so grateful, grateful that I have this program today and know in my heart of hearts that God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself, never could do for myself. And thank you, I'll pass. Thanks, Darian. Okay, next up is Barbara, and after Barbara, we'll take some more names. Um, Barbara, good morning. I'm Barbara, compulsive overeater. I just want to share on my experience, strength, and hope. I, I'm just so thankful that uh, I was able to get come back in the program uh, the end of last year. Because when I was in the program five years ago, it was, I, it, some, for some reason, it just wasn't working. I don't know. It, now, five years from now, 
I'm more aware of my experience and of the things that I have been going through in my life. So now that I'm valuing that, my eating, my health, I was getting sick, and the sugar and starch and salt. And I went to the doctor, and she told me, she said, Barbara, you've got to do this. And she's not even in recovery. And it was an experience for me to know that I had to change my eating. From a childhood baby, 16 years old, I used to work in a candy store, and I had this disease. And I didn't recognize it was that bad till I got older. As I begin to age, I'm 68 now, and I see, and I see all of my experience that I read in this big book, what they went through. And I could see now more and more that I have to be in this program and work this program the best of my ability and with a sponsor. It is a wonderful thing to do. It's not always always easy, but the more I practice it, the better it gets. And it's helping me. I don't have to be around other things, people and places and things with the food. I can be there and leave. There was a time I had to be in everything everybody else do. I had to eat everything everybody else eat, but I don't have to do that today. I am so blessed that all I have to do is continue to work the program and continue to do what I'm supposed to do and eat right, measured, and weighed foods. And I'm finding it's delicious because the stuff, the foods that we're getting now is more better. And I'm getting so much healthy stuff that... I, it's unbelievable. But this year with the stuff growing in the yard and the, the cucumbers and all this good stuff that we get growing, I mean, we can have a ball with it. And I'm saying, oh, my goodness. You know, I missed all this years back. I missed it till now. So it's a wonderful experience to go through and to drop all these mountains that I had went through. Mountains, they all leaving. They all going away. I'm into a new dimension with my life right now. And I'm really grateful, and I want to be able to pass it on. My family, I was telling them yesterday about uh, OA, and they're seeing the foods has to change in their life. And when we're around people and we're eating good, you know what? In the time we're in now, they're going to want to change because there's so many people. So I just want to be happy that I shared this today to everyone. Have a wonderful, blessed day, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, Barbara. Okay, everyone, just to let you know where we are, Kathy started us on page 95, the third paragraph. If he is sincerely interested, it ends with the desire must come from within. And if you haven't shared in the past three days, press star one, unmute, and give me your name and last initial. Julie M. Erin K. Erin. Elena C. Elena. Sue Ann W. Sue Ann. Yeah, her Julie, Aaron, Elena, and Sue Ann. Anybody else? Barb W. It was Barb? Okay. Yes, Barb W, Illinois. Okay, let's go with that. Um, Julie, Aaron, Elena, Sue Ann, and Barb. I think it was Julie at the top. Julie, good morning. Maybe I good morning. That. Oh, good morning, Julie. 
Good morning. This is Julie M. from upstate New York. Thank you for everybody being on the line this morning. Um, This is a wonderful paragraph because when I sponsor, I usually ask my sponsees to first start with, you know, it's a suggestion to please start with um, the doctor's opinion and try to identify with that. And that's the way this program was given to me. Um, This time around, I've been in um, OA since 2006, and um, I've you know, went to face-to-face meetings. I um, did everything I needed to do. I was dark abstinent for about six months. And then I had a tragic event in my life that kept me into the food until this particular March um, when I found vision. I was um, sick and tired of being sick and tired and so willing to do everything that my sponsors um, suggested. But when I came to vision, I found a sponsor that, you know, shared her experience. And um, she was a very strong sponsor, and I needed to hear that at that moment. You know, um, she told me to pick a food plan until I was able to go to a nutritionist. I chose the 301 plan, three meals a day, nothing in between, one day at a time. And um, all of my food tasted like cardboard for those 30 days until I was able to figure out with my nutritionist what my food plan was going to be. And... um, you know, this is what I can give back. I can give back love and kindness and tolerance. And, um, but I, I was willing to do everything that my sponsor told me to do. And I had the fear. <laughs> I had a lot of fear with my sponsor. And um, she said, you need to do this. You need to do this. And I did it, you know, but I was willing. And that, that is the key word for me. And after a while, Um, our schedules didn't mesh and I had to find another sponsor and the the second sponsor in vision took me through the steps loving kind you know she was there right with me every step of the way and I was able to put down the food and I have food neutrality today and I am just so grateful that I found vision and that the people that I've met along the way have been so supportive Um, I have good camaraderie And um, it's just been a blessing, but it's because I was willing, and that is the key, and that's what I keep hearing the message this morning, is if I'm not willing, I'm never going to get this program. And for me, God, my higher power, the willingness sponsor, that was the key for this continued success one day at a time. And um, I keep putting my name out there to get a sponsee, so I'm hoping and willing that that will happen for me too. I wish everybody a blessed day. Thank you so much, people in vision, for your hope that I heard in this room. And I appreciate all of you. And thank you. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Julie. Okay, next up we have Aaron, followed by Elena. Aaron, good morning. Good morning. This is Aaron Kay, uh, recovering in Michigan. I. It's funny how this paragraph is, um, it, it seems like a reminder to the recovered person, you know, out there trying to sponsor, help somebody as much as it is the person who, you know, who wants to get recovered or starting out. Um, I remember when I uh, very first started sponsoring, I was very nervous about it. And a, a wise woman told me that you know, just to relax because the, the best sponsor cannot will another person to recover if they're not ready. 
and the worst sponsor can't hold them back if they are at that point of surrender. And, um, you know, and, and it's funny because I ended up repeating the same thing to a newcomer who had just found a sponsor and was asking me, do you think they're the right person? You know, and I was like, I have no idea. Um, you know, but let me tell you this thing that somebody told me that that I think is really true. Um, and I, I also had not, you know, I had this last part of the sentence, the desire must come from within underline, but um, that that first half of it, if he is to find God, that's also kind of new new to me in my attention this morning. So, and and it's resonating in in a lot of ways. Um, you know, because my sponsor, as awesome as she is, she can't get me up in the morning. You know, to connect with my higher power, like that desire has to come from from within each of us, and that's really the key to all of this and what keeps us, um, I guess, on the beam. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Aaron. Okay, next up we have Elena, followed by Sue Ann. Good morning, Elena. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. So this paragraph is reminding me how little power I have over um, people, places, and things, over other people's addiction. You know, there's nothing in the world I could do. Um, This condition is not one that can be conquered by human power. Um, you know, I cannot make anyone want to work on the 12 steps. I cannot make anyone want to get entire abstinence. I can't. You know, this condition is one that only a spiritual power can conquer. Only. You know, and the last sentence, if he is to find God, a desire must come from within. For me, that desire from within was because I had a, a lot of pain, the pain of addiction. The, I call it the pain of addiction. And what that meant was, you know, I have no idea what on earth is going on because I cannot stop this. You know, and another pain came from, okay, I'm going to have one more bite, one more chocolate, and I'm going to stop. Or tomorrow, I'm going to, you know, start fresh. And it was never, it was just an ever-ending, never-ending chaos inside of me. So that's where the desire came from, the desire to be entirely abstinent. And then later, to find God, it was there, you know, the gift of desperation, I would call it. And I'm really, really grateful for that. I am grateful today, you know, one day at a time for the struggles that come my way. Because every struggle, as I look back, I have gotten something out of it. You know, and I heard someone say, if the, if your um, pain brought you to prayer, they have served the purpose. My pain brought to me the amazing 12-step program, the amazing higher power that I need to have a desire from within every day to search for it because the credits don't transfer from one day to another for me. And I'm very grateful for here, and with that, I'll pass. Uh, thanks, Elena. Okay, next up we have Sue Ann, followed by Barb. Sue Ann, good morning. Good morning. Um, 
Hi, this is Sue Ann W. from Pennsylvania. Um, thank you for your service, and thank you, everybody, for being here. The reason I really like this paragraph is because I speaks to me. Um, if he is to find God, this desire must come from within. I have certainly found God, um, and I realize that God is inside of me. My problem is willingness right now. I am between sponsors, to be honest, and I don't know that I'm willing at the present moment to find another sponsor. I, my real problem is sticking to a meal plan, plan of eating, and I realize that there is one that I can stick to. I didn't suggest it to my last sponsor, but um, 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 I am really getting ready right now to find the willingness because I realize this disease is a killer. I really do. It had a lot to do with the death of someone in my family, and I don't want to die. I have a kidney transplant, and I need to keep that alive. I'm here for a reason. I know that. If only to share, if only to share the wisdom gained through the this this big book and this program. Um, so I have find that I'm not being pushed or prodded by anybody which is a good thing, um, and I love vision from you, and thank you, everybody, for letting me share. Uh, thanks so much, Joanne. Okay, next up, we have Barb, and then we'll take some more names. Barb, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service. Barb W., grateful, recovered, and recovering compulsive overeater, Illinois. Um, yeah, he must decide for himself whether he wants to go on. I'm just going to Kind of put on my shoes of of being a newcomer, being at at wit's end, being out of ideas anymore because I was such a failure at everything I tried in this area of my life. I looked okay in other areas of my life, but not this one. Decide for himself whether he wants to go on. Well, what I knew was that I didn't want to go on in my life the way it was. That I knew, and I was mystified by much of this, but it. It, I heard it in people's voices. I heard the recovery on the line, and it felt like a little flashlight in the far off distance. And and I guess I chose to want to go on with that. I didn't understand everything, and even that was like kind of antithetical to how I operated in my life. I wanted to know all the answers ahead of time. I wanted to know the outcomes, and that's just not the way a spiritual program works. It's always by surprise. So I was surprised, I was surprised to find God. And it, it, if we go back in the, I love this last line, if he's to find God, the desire must come from within. And, and our lead share, thank you so much, pointed out, it's like, doesn't say what he's to find freedom from alcohol and freedom from Oreo. No, the desire is to find God. And, and I didn't even know that that was a desire. And if we flip back to page 55 in this beautiful book, uh, <laughs> oh, sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. We found the capital G, capital R. We found the great reality deep down within us. And the last analysis is, is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. So I was leaning into what was so for other people, not even realizing it was that great reality. It's already down inside me, but I didn't even know it. So back to page 95, if he is to find God, the desire must come from within. It's almost like the 
the better part of myself, the higher the creator of me inside beckoning from within. It's got to come from there. I don't know. It just sort of just kind of piles me up this morning in a good way. Um, that's that I'll pass. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks, Barb. Okay, we're going to take some more names. Um, we're on page 95. The third paragraph is be sincerely interested. And uh, if you haven't shared in the past uh, couple of days, press star one and give me your first name. Lynn S. Lynn. Davalyn E. Davalyn. Nancy P. I heard Kelly and Nancy. Dana P. Dana. Okay, let's see. Where, and there was somebody else. I have Lynn, Davlin, Kelly, Nancy, Dana. Who who did I miss that was trying to get in? Um, Jessica S. Okay. I, I wasn't let's sure. See. Let's stop there. I wasn't sure if that was Siri or someone that sounded like that. Okay. Let, let's. Okay, Sarit. <laughs> Thank you, Sarit. Okay, let's start with Lynn S. We'll see what we get, followed by Davlin. Lynn, good morning. Good morning. This is Lynn S., compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. When the heck did they put that in there, if he is to find God? I was gobsmacked when we read that. And you know, it's so funny how God works in our lives because yesterday somebody I used to work with called me and they knew me pre-program, which would be back before 1989. And they had witnessed the 140-pound weight loss. So she called me because she's having trouble with food now. And it was so interesting because of this chapter that I have read since 1989, but it never got past the way I did it, which was somebody would call and then I would put the record on and my mouth would open and it would be blah, 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 blah. And that speech that I would give out would happen. But this time that didn't happen. Did I do everything we've been studying up to page 95? No. But I did do it differently. And I'm just amazed. I am amazed at how this is working in my life. But I must admit, not as amazed as, I, as when I read If He Is to Find God. And before when I used to preach at people, sure the God thing was in there. But it was just part of the blah, 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 blah. And I really did believe it. But now it's thinking. This message is thinking from my head to my heart. And I am so grateful that we are studying this chapter. And didn't it come at the perfect time for me and this person? And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. Okay, next up we have Davlin followed by Kelly. Davlin, good morning. Your turn. Good morning, Larry. This is Davlin E. living gratefully and joyfully in recovery in Manitoba, Canada. Just listening to our lead share this morning and picking out the two things that are so meaningful for me. 
I've been in this program almost nine years and I couldn't even count my relapses. I used to think that I was in recovery with these brief 20 minute periods of relapse, but really I was in constant relapse, dieting with group support like everybody says on the line. But two things that I needed to share this morning is I have stayed in this program because without even realizing it, I found a power greater than myself within. I found that God for me. And when I relapse, I can't have it anymore. And I can't be without it. So the, I think for me, as someone said earlier, I don't know what the bottom is without having this connection to my God. But I cannot function without it. And I think I finally reached that point of desperation a while ago that I have to do it. And the problem for me is the lack of willingness, not the lack of willingness to be in the program, not the lack of willingness to have connection with God, to pray and meditate, but the lack of willingness to pick up that kit of spiritual tools and use it every day. If I don't listen to other recovered leaders, if I don't reach out to people, if I don't do my 11-step review and share it every night, if I don't do it, I don't speak for anybody else, I am not willing. And this is what keeps holding me up. It is a lot of work. Living this way is a lot of work. And I was speaking with someone about that the other day. But the bottom line is the peace of mind and the joy I get from doing the work is so worthwhile. It is so worthwhile. And much as I forget this often, and doing the work is absolutely delightful. Talking to recovered fellows, working with sponsees, listening to these meetings makes my heart sing when I allow myself to realize that. So with that, I will pass. Thank you for listening. Oh, thanks, Davlin. Okay, next up we have Kelly, followed by Nancy. Good morning, Kelly. Kelly, press uh, uh, star one. Okay, maybe I made up Kelly here. We'll come back if there was a Kelly. Let's go with Nancy, followed by Dana. Nancy, good morning. Hi, Larry. Nancy P. Thank you. Nancy P. Recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, I never recovered until I looked inward for the answers, like they say. My sponsor told me that I had to decide what I wanted God to be and what I wanted it to do for me. And that was in We Agnostics like 100 pages ago or, you know, 80 pages ago. Um, and I had never done that once until I had been brought low. And that was actually pretty good news for me because I really hate being told what to do. And I sort of tried, but desire is not a reflex. It needed to be treated gently and teased out and coaxed out. And meanwhile, the house is burning down, the car is headed off the cliff. And, you know, quickly, Nancy P., move it along, move it along. And it was two things always in conflict. And it stayed that way for a long time. And my desire was to feel better to stop eating donuts in my car, to stop hating myself and to stop crying. And, um, you know, my sponsor just plowed along and I did whatever she said immediately and as hard as I could. I was completely single-minded and I felt better. I had my spiritual awakening afterward. 
afterward, I love the word afterward on page 47, accepting things which were then out of reach. Afterward was after step 11 for me, which is good because then I was ready to do step 12. But the actual solution, they tell me, is not just to feel better. It's to find a relationship with something that's going to solve my problem. But, you know, I had to be completely single-minded. Nothing could get in my way. Not my children, not my husband, not my job, nothing, nothing. And I could have no desire while I was digging in saying, don't tell me what to do and trying to control things. There was only one way to get where I needed to be. And once I did it, the freedom, the joy, the light, and the buoyancy all came rushing in, and rage and fear and doubt and loneliness and despair have all left me. And I have a message today for others, and it's my message, the way that I give it out, and it's one thing, and we all know it. Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. That'll pass. Thanks, Nancy. Okay, next up we have Dana, followed by Sarit. Good morning, Dana. Good morning, Larry. Dana P. here in California. Um, thank you for taking the meeting this morning, and thank you to everyone that's here uh, listening, participating, and especially the newcomer. You know, I just want to say if your life is consumed with thoughts of food, behaviors with food, uh, anything crazy around food, you're in the right place. Um, this paragraph you know, there's the if and the must, and I love to go to that, but I know I only have three minutes, and please uh, time me because I am outside. But what it says in the middle right there is, you know, that we, what we know is that this book are directions and suggestions, um, and what are they directions and suggestions for to reach what it says there if we want to essentially know God, right, find that spiritual experience, then we must. And what must we do? Look inside. And the book also says deep down within every man, woman, and child is a fundamental conception of God. And, you know, God is just a word. And I know people have heard me say this before. Turn it around and it spells dog. So, you know, let it be whatever it is. But I like to put in there a power greater than myself. Um, what it says in between those two things is give them the book, have them read these 164 pages. And it takes me back to when I was completely crazy and strung out, and I was in fear of going back into alcoholism. So I sought out Alcoholics Anonymous. My AA sponsor told me, read these 164 pages, and then we'll talk about it. But what she put in there, which I thought was so brilliant, and I still, she's still brilliant, and we're still very good friends, is that she said, any place that says drinking and or drink, substitute that with thinking and or think. And so as we work through, I mean, it was such a revelation, as we work through getting to the fourth step, um, and honesty is such a great part. I mean, it's really all about honesty. Um, when I finished my fourth step and I said, okay, but here's the deal. There's a lot more and it has to do with food. And she looked at me and she said, I knew that. And, uh, and so that's what brought me to OA. Um, but it was that 164 pages. And the other part that I uh, touched lightly on is what was said is when did they put that in there? The beauty of sponsoring is that we get to go back over and over and over again and reread these 164 pages and go deeper and deeper into recovery as a result of doing that, seeing what else is under there, uncovering what else is under there. So I'm going to pass with that. Thank you so much again, everyone that's here. 
Have a good day. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Dana. Okay, Sarit, um, you're next. And Jessica, if there's any time, we'll see. Good morning, Sarit. Sarit, press star one. Okay, I'm not hearing Sarit, so let's move on to Jessica. Jessica, press star one. Yes, hi, I'm Jessica um, from Ohio. Um, not sure what I'm going to say, um, but yeah, um, you know, when, when I first came into this program, it was just like I was reading a novel and I just kind of wanted to just basically also just stop eating. But um, my, one of my earlier sponsors said um, to circle all the ifs in the, um, on this page, and I think there was like four or five different ifs. Um, and, like, I think another fellow just said, I didn't know when they put this paragraph in where um, it's a desire. I don't have my book in front of me, but I think it's, it's the desire must come from, um, if, the, wait a minute, if he wants to do something, the desire must come from within, and I find out that that is absolutely true. I have had so many relapses this past year that it was like, ridiculous i'm like look i want to stop I, I do really want to stop eating but i didn't know i i don't know how to because it seems like i you know it was like i i took him out on um you know the 10th step you know i would do the 11th step i would you know i would sponsor but it was like i was reluctant to do the 10th step because i did not want to tell people you know, that I resented them or that I wanted to, um, or that I was fearful of something and because I didn't want them to look at me in a certain way. I wanted to, I guess what people call image, uh, image control. I wanted to kind of, um, I wanted to control what you thought of me and I, and I still do, but I'm getting better at it. And I think we read, um, oh my God, I'm all over the place today. Um, we we got a um a story. We're, we're talking about ego deflation. Um, in my home group meeting yesterday, and I guess every time I do a step ten or every time I receive a step ten, I my ego is constantly constantly being deflated, and I find out that my you know the desire to uh, do this program constantly get remade and constantly get burned. Um <laughs> and now it's like I'm I'm seeing the highlights of it. I'm seeing the whole point of this whole program, you know, yes, I'm still a rebel, you know, that's just my nature. But it's just for me it's just a day at a time and with that I'm gonna pass before I school this out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh thanks um, Jessica. Thank you. Yeah, it made perfect sense to me. Thank you so much. Okay, and thank you that, to everyone who has participated today. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting is 20,467. That's 20467. And we're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164. We're going to follow that by the serenity prayer. Nancy P., will you read that for us? Oh, Nancy, are you there? 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, <laughs> I just stepped away from my phone for one second. Sure. Page one sixty four. Give me one second. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God, admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.